get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our friend Chris Kerber joins us in the Blues booth here on 101 ESPN. Morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, doing well. How are you today? Everything's good. And I know that there's a lot of people that when the Blues are eliminated from the playoffs, they check out. But from a St. Louis standpoint, and it looks like Tampa Bay is going to advance. They they just look like a better team than the Islanders. But even if the Islanders come back, whether it's Scott Mayfield with the Islanders or Patrick Maroon with the, the Lightning or Ben Bishop, who isn't playing, but he's still a member of the Stars, or Paul Stastny, we're going to have a St. Louis guy in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we're going to have a St. Louis guy that gets a ring this year. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about it over the last uh, little while here where it's, it's just it continues to speak volumes of what it's done. Now, it speaks more to the fact that these guys have built terrific careers. I'm telling you something. I'm loving the Pat Maroon story right now because you go to look at a guy who turned down a four-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers midseason, becomes a free agent, doesn't get signed – by anybody and ends up re-signing at a huge discount from what he had been offered on a four-year contract on a one-year deal with the Blues. Goes to the middle of the season, and the way things were going with Mike Yo, it was getting to the point where you're thinking Pat Maroon's career may be done. I mean, do they put him on waivers? It just, it just wasn't looking good. They make the coaching change. They develop a style of play that fits more of Pat's style, and he goes on to win a Stanley Cup and score a huge goal. Then doesn't get offered a contract by the Blues, signs with his old junior coach from the Bandits and John Cooper, and he has delivered the moxie that that team has needed, and here he is uh, one win away from another Stanley Cup final. I'm t- I-, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic story of somebody that said, okay, yeah, he didn't just take the money and run when Edmonton offered it. He had some other goals in mind, and oh my goodness, back-to-back trips to the Stanley Cup finals if they get there is a hell of a story. Yeah, it is. And we're all cheering for the big rig here. That's for sure, Curbs. But uh, Randy and I were talking about this during the break, and I want to get you in on the conversation. We were talking about Petro. And if the Blues and Petro aren't able to come to an agreement and he's no longer with the team, what's their next move? Well, I think they made their next move already uh, by signing Justin Falk. Uh, I think there there were two plays in plan there. One, if Alex signs, then you're even deeper on defense. If he doesn't sign, You've got yourself a solid defenseman at a, at a really good rate. So, I, I, to me, that's the next move. Um, obviously, at that point, you're, you're going to focus on Vince Dunn, depending on how long the Alex Petrangelo stuff goes, and, and you'll go from there. They, you're going to have Scott Perunovich join this team next season. Uh, you're gonna. They, he was talking about Miko Mikola maybe making another step forward. So we'll see how things develop on that side. But to me, I think Doug Armstrong put an insurance policy in place uh, to some degree when uh, when he you know, when he signed Justin Falk and and look at it just like that like an insurance policy look if you 
if you you buy a car and you've got insurance on your car and that car ends up wrecked, uh, you're going to fix it. But you know that cars may not be the same as as the other guy or the other car that you had. But nonetheless, it's still a good car. So I, I think, you know, I, I think they're that's kind of where they're at, and and he'll have to find some other ways to use what little cap space he has. I'm still uh, still hard for me to try and figure out how to handicap uh, the Alex Petrangelo thing one way or another. And curbs. Regardless of what happens with Petro, somebody's either going to have to be brought in or step up to take the place of Tarasenko, right, for at least a couple of months? Well, and yeah, the challenge that you have there, Randy, is, okay, we don't know when the season is going to start. So if it does start in early December, which they are looking at, you're not talking about Tarasenko being reevaluated until February. So you're talking at least two months just before he's reevaluated. All right, that's one scenario. The other scenario is if the season starts later, like in January or February, it's less time. You can put him on long-term IR, and you can have some extra cap space to work with in the short term. The problem that you're going to have is you do expect him back during the season, and if that's the case, then at some point you're going to have to clear all that money off your cap to be able to bring him back. So I think the Blues are in a bit of a tough spot there. To me, uh, there's no doubt that right now their plan now, there, there might be, especially depending on what happens to Alex Petrangelo and where you sit with cap space. You know, there are some good free agents out there. There are some good forwards out there as well. But the reality of it is, is I think they're going to look somewhat at the continued development, first off, of Robert Thomas. Can he, he's going to have to be far more productive and, and even get more involved offensively. Right? Then it's Zach Sanford and Sammy Blay. Those are the next two guys, both knocking on the doors of playing, I wouldn't even say top three, but I well, I guess you could say top three if you're considering Perron and and uh, O'Reilly your your top line. But let's just say you know what four through six, but four through nine without a doubt. And those guys are going to have to play a role. And then it's what what is a, what does a Jordan Cairo do? So to me, they're looking at those four guys to step up and fill more of the slack. And the one thing that I think people have to keep in mind is last season, while missing Tarasenko throughout the vast majority of the season. They were still. They still scored more goals than any Blues team since what? One, uh, was it? Was it a mid '90s team? So they found a way to put the puck in the net. Uh, I, I think the challenge is just going to be the all-around team game next year. If you end up losing Petrangelo and have Tarasenko out, and then how you kind of develop your chemistry around what you do have. And curves along those lines, going back to Tampa. Tampa's done all of this. They're on the verge of going back to the finals for the first time since what? Oh four. And they're doing it without oh, Steven. 15, 15. Oh, that's right. They played Chicago, but uh, right. going, without Stamkos. So it's not like you. And we've seen teams lose superstars before, but they are the most recent example. And you mentioned the way the Blues played without Tarasenko, but it's just a matter then if you aren't going to go get somebody of somebody filling that role on a reasonably effective level, like happened this year. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right, and, and that, that is how that is going to have to happen. You know, I, I, I look at what the Blues did last year, because I, like, I don't know that the Blues have a, a superstar. I, I really don't. I, I don't, you know, they've got, they've got some great players, all right, but, but we're not talking kind of the, the, the they don't have a 100-point guy like, like a Nathan McKinnon, you know, or somebody like that. Steven Stamkos has been injured so much over the last few years of his career that Tampa Bay Lightning have figured out how to play without him, mm-hmm. which I, I think is important for them. Now, if they're able to get him back, if the Blues are able to get Tarasenko back, you know, obviously that those, those are game-changing players 
that come in and end up making the difference. But you can still find a way to compete and survive. To me, the fascinating part is watching what the Blues did, watching what Tampa's doing without Steven Stamkos. It shows you the kind of depth that you have. Look at what the Dallas Stars are doing, right? When even their guys like a Tyler Sagan, Radulov, none of them, none of them really in the regular season put up monster points either, Jamie Benn for that matter. And look at the teams that are in there right now playing. And then compare that to the Toronto Maple Leafs or to the Edmonton Oilers or to one of those teams uh, where, where you've just had draft pick after draft pick after draft pick, top pick after top pick, and then you get superstars and you get stud players and you still can't find a way in some cases to even make the playoffs, you know, much less go on a deep run. You know, and, and I think it's phenomenal. So I think we've seen a real true blueprint of not only how to build a winning team, but how do you sustain a winning team by teams like the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning and the St. Louis Blues? Hey, before we let you go, who do you think winds up in the finals? Is it the teams that are ahead in the series now, or does uh, I think the Islanders are done, but does Vegas come back? Yeah, I don't think the New York Islanders have the offense to, uh, to in, in three games, beat. I, I think they can beat Tampa in another game or two. But I don't think they have the offense to beat them three straight, especially. And, and listen, the guy, that, the guy with Tampa that's getting that no one's, and I wouldn't say no one, but that isn't getting enough credit for what Tampa's doing right now is Vasilevsky. Their goaltender's yep. kind of been hidden behind some stories like Hudobin and some other good ones, and their goaltender is just kind of quietly getting the job done. So, I, yeah, I definitely like Tampa in the East. And I'll tell you something. Uh, I know the Vegas Golden Knights in terms of shots on goal, in terms of chances and all that stuff, Randy, have, have they've outdone the Dallas Stars, but Hudobin is in his own. So they're going to have to break that egg. I think that's going to be tough for them. So I think right now uh, I, I would I would lean with the two teams leading the series, and that's definitely the safer bet. And it'll that one becomes a real interesting uh, Stanley Cup final. Maybe not as uh, I don't know. Maybe not as hyped up and 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 exciting and sexy as, as it would be as if it was Tampa and the uh, Golden Knights. But the Dallas Stars are just playing that ultimate team game that we saw from the St. Louis Blues for so long, and it's finding uh, to be effective for them. Curbs, great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Okay, guys. Have a great start to your week. Thanks. See you later. That is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. By the way, I was thinking about this over the weekend as Dallas won to go up 3-1. to one. They uh, Remember when I said I, at the beginning of the playoffs, I thought they would be the most dangerous team for the Blues? I do. But it wasn't because of what they're doing. I thought Ben Bishop would be healthy and playing well. But like Curb said, they're playing a really good team game, and Kudobin is like Bennington was last year. He's playing great, and it'd be interesting to see them in the finals. I think they would get drilled by Tampa Bay. You do? I could I could see a 4 nothing. Yeah, I, I could see Tampa Bay winning that series for four games to none. Do you have a rooting interest? I mean, as you mentioned, St. Louisans abound in I, these options. Uh, yeah, I think because Bishop isn't playing and Maroon is, I, I think it would be fun. It would be a great story to have Patrick Maroon win again. It would. So, Of course we're going to cheer for him. And we all love him. And it's too bad that Bishop isn't playing, and it would be mm-hmm. nice to see Paul Sassany put a lot in here and gave up a lot of his body here. So if he is able to force a comeback, if the, if the Lightning or the uh, – the Golden Knights can come back. That'd be fine with me. And Scotty Mayfield has had a nice little career. And that's not nice to say. He's had a, he's had a good career with the Islanders. He's, he's been a good player. <laughs> nice little career. Yeah. No, he's, he's a good player. He's playing 20 minutes a game on the blue line for them. He's a good player. So if the Islanders could come back and win, that'd be great, too. I, I don't see a negative 
for any of these four teams. But Patrick Maroon would probably be my favorite. Yeah, my chips are all in on the big yeah. rig. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Coming up, I'm going to be rusty for the fight today. <laughs> sure. Don't Come, let him fool you. Coming your way on 101 ESPN.